I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that, out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Glad you clicked, downloaded, or streamed from iTunes, tsn.ca, or YouTube. My name is Cabby Richards, and I want to thank everyone that signed into iTunes, rated, and commented Cabby Presents. I uh, got an email today from Apple, and the Cabbie Presents podcast made iTunes' best podcast of 2012 list. So I, uh, it's it's awesome. It's a great honor and distinction. I'm 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 really uh, happy, and it's uh, very cool. I'm glad that you guys have shared uh, that with me, and I appreciate all the love from everyone that uh, has enjoyed these conversations, and from the iTunes staff that compiled that list. If you're listening to this on the radio, you will enjoy dialogue from two hard-hitting, wrecking ball-type players from the NFC. We're talking NFL all day here. Both are leaders on their respective defenses. Both teams are favorites in the NFL playoffs. Both come from humble beginnings, and both are set to be annoyed by yours truly. My first guest is way out on the West Coast and joins me right now. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. Hailing from the great state of Ohio, he represented himself at the Ohio State and continues to rep in the red and white with a little bit of gold in the NFL on the West Coast for the San Francisco 49ers. He now reps as one of the biggest hitters in the NFL. I'm happy to be joined by Dante Whitner of the 49ers. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? I'm excellent. Season's greetings to you. Season's greetings to you also. Uh, for those uh, for those listening, you play um, the position of strong safety very well. And uh, your partner in the secondary, Deshaun Goldson, plays uh, free safety very, very well. You guys are great hitters. Um, do you have a nickname as your tandem? Uh, somebody has nicknamed us the Lumber Call. The Lumber Call? Uh, the Lumber Call? Lumber Call, like Lumber Company. Oh, lum- yeah, Lumber Company. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's- they nicknamed us Lumber Call, I guess, because, uh, you know, in correlation with uh, bringing the wood, you know, controlling the middle of the football field. So uh, I think it's a pretty cool nickname. Now, since you guys are such devastating hitters, which one of you guys are Mayweather and which one of you guys are Pacquiao? Uh, I would say that we're both Mayweather. Neither <laughs> one of us will be Pacquiao right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess one of you guys will be Marquez and the other will be uh, Mayweather, I guess. Yeah, I'll take Mayweather. They should. He say, you know, I have a bald head and everything, so I'll, I'll be Mayweather. Okay, cool. I saw the um, I saw the image uh, on the Niners Facebook page of you and Deshaun with the sleeveless red and black flannel shirts as like the the lumberjack. Okay, you're holding you're holding the two by four, and he's holding a giant axe. Um, how did you decide which who got which prop? Well, I allowed him to pick, but I really wanted the axe. Uh, <laughs> 
he didn't really want to ask, so uh, I said, go ahead, you can take it. I'll take the lumber. I'm not, I like, well, the, I, that's very kind of you because the axe is the cooler prop, isn't it? Yeah, the axe is the cooler prop. You know, that's why we both wanted it, but, you know, I was a bigger man about it and I allowed him to get it. Now, could you guys have asked for a chainsaw, maybe? I actually did. I did actually you? asked for a chainsaw. They said that was a little too dangerous and it would be hard for him to find one. Oh, my you know, goodness. But, yeah, after he took the, uh, the axe, my, my next thing was I wanted a saw. <laughs> too bad you couldn't get, like, a table saw or something like that. Were yeah, you, it's pretty cool, though. Were you guys, uh, I mean, the, the, the poses are very serious, much like the way that you guys play football. But on that photo shoot, were you guys laughing and joking around? Yeah, we were laughing and joking around in between, but uh, we wanted to look serious. When the opposition, <laughs> when the opposition was in their locker room and, uh, you know, sitting up, getting dressed, we wanted them to see that we were serious. And, uh, you know, I think we showed them that. Wait a second. Where, where was that photo shoot done? It was done in the, uh, at our facility here. In oh, Center, okay. But, you know, uh, they gave it out at the game when we played the Miami Dolphins a couple weeks ago. Oh, very cool. Very cool. I, so, I, okay. So, so speaking of, like, duos, I don't know if you saw this trailer, but uh, there's a new movie trailer for the movie called Pain and Gain. It's a, bunny, it's a buddy crime comedy with Mark Wahlberg and The Rock. It comes out next year. They're like these weightlifters that that scheme on like a crime lord. Like uh, Wahlberg looks big, but The Rock looks jacked. If you Dante Whitner were to audition for a Hollywood movie, would you play to your strengths and audition for like the role of an athlete, or would you go outside the box a little bit and venture into like uh, you know a fantasy or a horror movie or an or an adventure movie? Uh, probably the athlete. You know, I don't know if I have you know good acting skills and not never really tried it never really thought about it so i naturally know how to be an athlete i know the daily strains and you know everything that it takes to be an athlete so i think that i'll just stick to athlete bro okay okay that's my way man you play to your strengths so you're 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 great at that so why wouldn't that translate uh on screen now when you guys okay so like uh right now you uh it's lunchtime for you right now at the at santa clara yeah, it's lunchtime for us right now. Uh, we have an hour lunch break and then another round of meetings for about 45 minutes, and then uh, we'll start getting ready for practice. Dante, who is the first guy? You know, they always say, like, there's always, when, when they're, when they're uh, ascribing, uh, you know, adjectives to certain players who work hard, they're like, he's always the first guy in the gym and the last one to lead, now, or last one to leave. In this case, who's the first guy generally in the lunchroom on your team? Uh, I would say it has to go between uh, Justin Smith and uh, Mike Lupati. <laughs> now, is this is this is this known team wide that those are the two guys that normally get in there first? Yeah, they're known uh, overstuff themselves sometimes also, so they're a little heavy out there on the practice field. But <laughs> you know, they do a good job at what they do. They're good at being big guys, and uh, as long as they keep it up, you know, we're okay with it. Now, um, now in the uh, when you guys are working out. Uh, in your in your facility, uh, who's the guy that would like that would leave? You know how sometimes dudes leave the seat kind of wet, like from their hair or like just their mm-hmm. back sweat. Like the guy that doesn't really have the best etiquette in the gym. Who's that on the team? Uh, I would say Anthony Davis, number twenty four. <laughs> um, you know, he's just you know he leaves it behind wherever he goes. He doesn't really care. He's that type of guy. He's from Mississippi. 
So, uh, you know, that, that's a known thing around this facility also. That's 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 hilarious. That's uh, does anybody ever call him out on him? Like, come on, dude. Like, or there's all so, the time. Oh, they do, and he doesn't change. All the time, he doesn't change. You have to have tough tough skin to be in our locker room. You know, we have a tough group of guys. Anything uh, out of the ordinary, they're gonna get on you. Whether it's on the football field, whether it's you know in the locker room or uh, at a restaurant, if you do something that's inappropriate or something that's you know, round the phone, we're going to get on. The, guy, the guys will let you know that uh, you're you're being a, uh, foolish or being an idiot or whatever it is. You're right. Now, you mentioned tough skin. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but I saw this just today. Uh, Kendrick Perkins, who plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder, just tweeted out, serious question, if a turtle leaves its shell, is it naked or is it homeless? If someone on your tweet, uh, excuse me, if someone on your team tweeted that, would they be mercilessly made fun of? Oh, mercifully. Yeah, we, would, we, would, we would get on them, you know, tremendously. Um, you know, but we have guys around here, we're not going to do that. You know, I don't really know what that tweet is about, but, uh, yeah, we don't do that around. He, he must have been watching Animal Planet or something, or just like something must have came up on his phone. Like, I don't know. I, but then he put that out on Twitter, and now he... Well, at least for the rest of the season, probably face a lot of ridicule. And 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 real talk, I did Wikipedia the answer, so I can't even I can't even say anything to the dude because I didn't know. Well, I, I had to verify that turtles cannot leave their shell because they're fused into the shell. Yeah, so I don't think it'd be getting out of there anytime soon. <laughs> um, so I was on. Uh, I don't know if you saw this yesterday. I was on YouTube. Did you see the video where the eagle? swoops in and grabs the kid. Did you see that one? Yeah, I saw that. I think I saw that a long time ago, though. Oh, it was, oh okay. Well, I just got wind of it yesterday, but apparently, like, the video is fake. Um, are there any videos that, that, you've, that you've seen on YouTube that you're like, you swear we're fake? Or swear, swear we're real, and then you found out we're later fake? Can you think of any off the top of your head? No, I can't really think of any off the top of my head, but I remember one. Uh, where they have Michael Vick throwing the ball like 100 yards. Yes! You know, going in track yes. and they have one of the wide receivers catching a, a ball out of the uh, guns machine that comes about 60, 70 miles per hour with one hand. And, you know, I always wonder about those, which I know they're fake. But they look uh, they look dope as hell, though. Yeah. They, um, do you remember the, um, uh, I, I, I think Michael Vick had another one. I think it was like a Powerade commercial. Remember when he was just launching balls out of the stadium? Remember yeah. that one? I remember that. Yeah, uh, and yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, and uh, and remember uh, LeBron had like the full court shot, like uh, in the practice court. He was like, I don't know if you saw that one, but there were the the videos, the production these days, like the videos look amazing. Are you are you actually fixing yourself a plate right now? I'm actually fixing myself a plate right as we. What <laughs> Dante? What are you eating for lunch today? Uh, a couple of mixed vegetables, some fruit, um, brown rice. A little uh, beef brisket and maybe a couple, a couple pieces of chicken breast. Now you mentioned. Sorry, who are the teammates you mentioned at the beginning that are the first guys into the lo- into the lunchroom? Justin Smith, number ninety-four. Just Michael okay. Potty, is offensive guard. He's number seventy-seven. Now, if they were, if you were sandwiched in between them, looking at the options available for lunch today, what do you think those two guys would be stacking onto their plates, based on what's uh, in front of you right now? A little bit of everything. <laughs> or a lot of everything? Yeah, a lot of everything. A little beef brisket, 
chicken, salmon, patties, potatoes, brown rice. You know, it's a little bit of everything. One of those places where you can't really tell what's on it. <laughs> it's all mixed in together. It's just like a bunch of different colors and a bunch of different textures. Yeah, but it all goes down the same way. That's what they always say. There you go. Have you? How far along are you in your Christmas shopping? Excuse me? How far along are you in your Christmas shopping? Um, Pretty far along. I'm pretty much done. Um, I have people that help me, so. Oh, that's amazing. It's easy to, it's easy to get it done. Who? So, wait, do you come up with a plan, or do you rely on your the people that help you out to come up with stuff? And you just sign uh, the card. I come up with a plan, but at the same time, you know, I write my list down and what I think people should get, and then I just have somebody go and get it for me. How big, because you're a professional athlete, Dante, how big is your Christmas list, and how high are the expectations that you have to give, like, the best gifts? Uh, expectations are high, but, you know, I never fold into the peer pressure. <laughs> and, um, you know, I have a lot of family and everything, but, you know, only the, the good family members and people that's been you know, good all year long geek gifts. So not everybody gets gifts. <laughs> so how do you how do you know if people have been naughty or nice, like uh, Santa Claus says? How do you know that? Uh, I don't know. You know, it's just based on you know what's going on, how often I talk to them, when I talk to them, where I, you know, you know who do I see the most? You know, that's, those are the people that's going to get gifts. Hey, you're from uh, Ohio, correct? Yes, I'm from Cleveland. When you um when you were playing at the Ohio State or when you were before you um made it to the NFL, did you ever did you have a relationship with LeBron James? Like were you yeah, guys were you guys cool and like text each other and stuff like that? Yeah, you know, he's in uh Miami now. I actually live in Miami during the off season. Oh, cool. And uh, you know, go to a lot of games, hang out, hang out with him, his friends. You know, yeah, we grew up same out of high school the same year. Grew up not too far apart from each other, so yeah, we have a friendship. I, did you see uh, the picture the other day of uh, LeBron James on his bicycle? He rides a bicycle to practice and sometimes to games. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> what do you think? Is this is that an option that you would consider in the future? Uh, probably not, mainly because <laughs> I live so far away from uh, training facility. I don't think he lives that far away from uh, the arena and everything, so it's pretty cool for him, but I live too far. I'm on the phone with Dante Whitner of the San Francisco 49ers. Dante, when was the last time you did ride a bicycle? Uh, probably about maybe six months ago with my son. He's six. He likes me to ride with him, so I think maybe about six months ago. Do you Now, do you, do you load your son up with, like, every piece of protection possible, like elbow pads, knee pads, obviously the helmet, does he have, like, gloves? Is it, like, do you go that overboard with it? No. Well, his mom does. I don't. <laughs> uh, you know, as long as you have on a helmet, and you know, I'm pretty good with it. But she wants him to have on everything, so what she says goes. The, uh, the, I'll get you out of here on this. Uh, thank you for um, for being here with me on uh, on Cabby Presents. I was, you know, at the end of the year, there are always those those lists where it's, like, the top ten the movies, the top 10 albums, the top 10, you know, there are all those lists that are compiled around uh, the end of every year. So um, in the in the genre of uh, urban music, um, I don't know if you can list any off the top of your head, but which albums got like the most airplay for you in 2012? I have a, I, yeah, I have a few. Do you want do you want a, a couple of a couple of names or do you have some? Yeah. 
Let so, me hear a couple. So, like, this year, like, Kendrick Lamar came out with Good Kid, Mad City. Uh, Frank Ocean had Channel Orange. Kanye West presents Good Music, Cruel Summer came out. Nas's Life is Good. Uh, Miguel's Kaleidoscope, which Alicia Keys, Girl on Fire. Rihanna had Apologetic. The Game just came out with Jesus Pete. J. Cole had Cold World. Rick Rouse. Uh, had a record. Wiz Khalifa had a record. There, there are a few that uh, uh, albums yeah, that came out. I probably out. have about ninety percent of those that you name. Nice, if not more. And uh, <laughs> okay. I think all of those. I think all of those are excellent. I love Kendrick Lamar's album. I love Rick Ross, Kanye. Um, I like Wale. Wale nice. had one that came out. Yeah, that's uh, right. Uh, what was it called? Uh, it was called uh, Ambitious. I think was the name Ambitious. of the album. Ambitious. Yeah. So you know, pretty much everything that came out this year, I like. Um, you know, so, you know, all of those that you named, I do have. Uh, Dante, um, well, listen, I mean, the, the music, it sounds like the music that you listen to reflects the way that you play on the field, which is hard. Rick Ross, Kanye, the beats are hard and you play hard. Uh, I wish you much, uh, luck the rest of the season and, um, don't, don't, uh, don't break too many bones while you're out there, my man. Oh, I won't. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, man. Enjoy lunch and enjoy and good luck the rest of the way. All right. Thank you. Take care. Dante Whitner of the San Francisco 49ers, one half of the duo, The Lumber Company, with safety Deshaun Goldson, or Sean as he's known as Goldson. I love that. The Lumber Company. That's a great nickname. And there aren't very many uh, teams that have nicknames in sports anymore, whether it's a duo or a trio. I mean, you have the big three in, in basketball. But there's like there's no crew of dudes like in hockey or in baseball. I mean, in the '80s there were the Bash Brothers, the uh, Conseco and Mark McGuire for the Oakland Athletics. I like that. The Lumber Company. We need more of that. We got to get inventive again with our nicknames. If you haven't seen the photo of Dante and Deshaun, I'll post it on my Facebook page. That's Facebook.com/slash Cabral Richards. C A B R A L R I C H A R D S. Again, the, pit, the photo I'm talking about is uh, Dante has a two-by-four in his hand, and Sean has, a, has an axe, and uh, it's the, um, the Whitner and Goldson Company, Lumber Company. If you want to follow Dante on Twitter, you can find him at T. Whitner. That's one word, T-W-H-I-T-N-E-R. Um, we had, we we're having like a, a short music discussion before uh, he had lunch there. And uh, I was bringing up some uh, some music, and in my humble opinion, I think Frank Ocean's Channel Orange uh, was the best album of 2012. Um, you know, my, my musical tastes don't take me outside of hip-hop and R&B that often. Um, so the, the, my, the list that I gave him, the options that I gave him, are a little skewed. But I will say I did enjoy the Alabama Shakes record, and I did like Jack White, White's album. Uh, also, shout-out to the Black Keys I liked El Camino. I'm not sure. I think that was released in 2012. That whole record was about heartbreak and getting over a girl. And I thought that was cool because they made it funky because their sound is so funky. Uh, anyone else think that the Kanye West presents a cruel summer was was better than Watch the Throne? Like maybe, if not better, than more listenable. Because I think after my first listen, and I know some people agree with me here, after my first listen of Watch the Throne, I have never listened to that Beyonce song again, track two on Watch the Throne. It always gets skipped. In fact, I start right at track three. But Church in the Wild, track one, is pretty legit, but I um, I usually start at track three. 
um, and uh, we were having a brief conversation about uh, YouTube. And in the spirit of the top 10 lists of the season, YouTube released its own. Now, I'll go in. Um, I guess it's no surprise what's at the top of the list. So I'll start there because it's it wouldn't be like a huge reveal at the end. If number one, I'd say number one is size uh, Gangnam Style or Gangnam Style by Psy. Like everybody would know that's the number one video of 2012. In fact... That was watched five times more than Rebecca uh, Rebecca Black's Friday from 2011. Rebecca Black's Friday had like something like 200 million views, maybe or 300 million views. Uh, I think it was 200 million. And Gangnam Style is approaching one billion, which is just absurd. Whatever he's making uh, off the YouTube channel, as far as like money from clicks go, he bribed by himself an island off the coast of Korea. If there is one, he could buy it. Uh, South Korea, though. Uh, so number two on the so these are the top ten YouTube videos of 2012 as compiled by YouTube. Uh, somebody that I used to know, Walk Off the Earth. Uh, then that uh, Coney 2012 video, uh, Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen at the four. Uh, the Barack Obama versus Mitt Romney, the epic rap battles of history, season two. That was number five. It was very well done. Uh, a Dramatic Surprise on a Quiet Square is number six, which is great. Just this little square in Europe and this like huge like action sequence. Not action, but this sort of thriller sequence happens in the middle of the daytime. Very well done. Why are you asking all them questions at the seven? Um, I can't remember who the guys were that do those videos, but it's very... Why are you asking all them questions? They do like a... A rap in the in the car, and the one guy with the dreads is really funny. Uh, dubstep violin, uh, Lindsey Sterling, Chris, uh, Crystallize at the eight. Uh, the Facebook parenting clip at number nine. That's the the man that shoots his daughter's laptop. Talk about if that's not a reason to have gun control in the in the United States, then okay, I'm gonna get off my so my soapbox. And at the ten, the tenth most video watched in 2012. According to YouTube, was Felix Baumgartner's supersonic free <laughs> say that twice supersonic free fall from 128,000 feet. Felix Baumgartner, which was riveting to watch live when they did have that live on YouTube. I'm like, um, over the past like month or so, I've been like, and it's a random Sunday night, spending legit hours. From like 2 a.m. to 5 a.m., sometimes 6 a.m., watching videos on YouTube. And it always starts in one place. I always start, and this is going to sound awful because it is awful, but I always start on World Star Hip Hop. I start at worldstarhiphop.com only to watch like street fights and their fight compilation videos. I mean, it's, it's absolute like degenerate television, or not television, but entertainment like. Like ground level, lowest common denominator entertainment. But at two o'clock on a Sunday night, I'm all in. So I start there and then like um I usually it usually degenerates even further into street fights and like one punch knockouts, like ridiculous stuff I watch on YouTube. Uh my favorite clips are so I love street fights. I love watching taser videos. I'm not sure what it is that I, about 
me like enjoying other people's pain, but for some reason I do. And I also like to watch those uh, um, compilation fail videos of women drivers. Um, I don't mean to sound sexist, but it's so funny. They're like how some of the the situations, the precarious situations these women get in uh, in on the, these surveillance videos. They're just really funny. All right. So, yeah, if you want to spend a Sunday night for hours watching fight videos, I'm with you. I'll probably be doing the same thing the night that you decide to just lose yourself for 45 minutes or four hours on those things. Next up, a Super Bowl champion from the Green Bay Packers playing a man's position, but admits he's evolving with a little more sensitivity. He's up. Uh, you'll understand what I mean in just a few moments. I'm excited to have the following conversation ba- based solely around a photo I saw on Instagram. He joins me on the phone right now. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. Hailing from the state of Ohio, actually, I'm a fan because he attended and was a star at the Ohio State University, like my original man crush, Eddie George. And until recently, he was carrying on a legacy of long-haired athletes like Troy Palomalu, Clay Matthews, and Maria Sharapova. I love that. Uh, I love that he cut it off for charity. Pleased to be welcomed by A.J. Hawk of the Green Bay Packers. Thank you very much for joining me, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. Did you like that I included Sharapova in there? I did. That was that was a good one. I, just, I was like trying to go like if I was a lefty, I was trying to throw a screwball there. Yeah, there and you go. Perfect. I, I don't know if or or if in in uh, more recent terms like R. A. Dickey curveball or uh, excuse me a knuckler because he just signed with the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't yeah. know if you heard that. I did hear that. That's awesome. Yeah, the the city's the city's pretty jacked. So okay, so um. Uh, Sean White uh, just cut his hair, and he was known. That, that's like his trademark. He was, you know, I, I know he was called the Flying Tomato. I know he doesn't. He's not really crazy about that uh, nickname. But for a long time, your trademark was your hair. Now, since uh, it was cut and you donated it to charity, um, have you felt your strength deplete, sir? I have not. That's actually a question I've gotten more than once. Actually, before I cut it, people were telling me, "Ah, oh, you're gonna." You're going to lose any strength or everything. You know, things are going to start turning bad. But actually, things have, have turned out. They've started to, uh, they've gotten better. I feel like I feel stronger. I feel faster. I, you know, everything feels pretty good. I, I was able to, to conceive another child. My wife's oh, due okay. in, uh, in a month and a half. So, you <laughs> Congratulations, know, man. Thanks. It's helping everything, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're, in, if you're in the weight room one day and for some reason there's on, on the bench, there's a bar, and on each side there's like a small a smart car. How many reps of that smart car do you think you could do now with the short hair? Of the two smart cars, actually, on either end of the two bar. Two smart cars. Well, yeah. I'd say with my long hair, I could probably do about 10 or 12 reps. I'd say now I'm, I'm going upwards of 25. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be that's gonna be the new, you know, everything in the NFL is sponsored, so why not at the, at the uh, <laughs> Uh, what do they call it? At the Combines, they sponsor the bench press, and they put two smart. So it's no longer 225. It's now like 425. 
be a lot more fun to watch then, too. Would it ever? So, um, I don't know if you saw this news about uh, Instagram. Are you on Instagram? Because I, I found a user. I'm not sure if it's you, but there's a picture with you holding a dog. See, I'm not on Instagram, um, but someone just said something to me on Twitter and asked if I, I don't know what the name is on there, but I am, no, I don't have, I don't even understand Instagram. <laughs> No, I'm it's, not on there. It's, well, okay, but okay. let me ask you about the photo, though. It's a picture of you with long hair, and you're holding what I think is either a Pomeranian or a Chihuahua. Is it, Chihuahua. You... That's Todd, man. That's Wait, my dog. Wait, that's your dog? Yeah, little, my little guy, Todd. Uh, I have three dogs, but Todd is the oldest and the smallest <laughs> of the three. He's a, he's a three-pound Chihuahua. I love I love that his name is Todd. Like it's just a normal, regular. It's not like you know Rocky or Buzzsaw, you know, or or Elvis. It's Todd. Yeah, it works out well because I have a German Shepherd named Carl. So it's <laughs> <laughs> that's unbelievable. Okay, before you got Todd, how many? If you saw a dude uh, posing with a with a three pound dog, how many man points would that dude lose according to AJ Hawk? Before you got Todd. I like your question. That's a, back in the day when I was like in middle school and high school, and it's just all about trying to act tough and act like you're, you're so hard and you've, you've never cried in your life and you, you, know, you don't have any feelings, I'd say you lose a lot. But now as I've kind of evolved as a human, I feel like <laughs> you gain. I feel like if you're man enough to sit there and hold a tiny little dog, then you gain a lot of points. You know, I, I did actually a big campaign with him for Perina talking about that, like big guys with small dogs. Really? Saying, yeah, and I was saying, I would, you know, part of the thing I was telling people, I was like, hey, you know, people are wearing pink, purple, wearing all these crazy colors that you would have never seen happening, you know, maybe eight, ten years ago. So I think we're, as humans, we're, and especially as men, we kind of need to, to step out there and not be scared anymore of stuff like that. That's, well, okay, listen, I'm going to take that from you because you could kick my ass and any of my friends' asses. So from AJ, I will take it. Um, and, and it's true. You're right. There is sort of an evolution or a more of a an open open sensitivity that, that men are kind of embracing because, A, we're wearing skinny jeans like like, yeah. you know, like women. You know, we got, uh, as you said, you know, we wear pink. You know, it takes a lot of confidence for a man to rock pink or salmon. And then uh, yeah. we can openly take pictures with small little dogs that women generally put in handbags. Exactly, yeah. And the best part about it, to do the thing I did with Todd, uh, I had to fly with him by myself on a plane to New York. <laughs> And I carried him. I carried him in a little Paris Hilton type bag. Come on! Did you yeah, actually? But, yeah, because my wife didn't go on the trip because my daughter was really young. So I took him by myself, and it was hilarious. That was a real. That was a turning point in my life. Where I felt like I really. Just, I just had to. I had to own it. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't sit there and act like a tough guy with a three pound dog in my bag. So I just decided. I said. You know what? Who knows? I might even start wearing a, a fanny pack. Now. You never know. <laughs> Don't go that far. Let's not let's not take it back to 1991. <laughs> so wait, here's my question: Did you keep the bag? Have you turned that bag into a man purse? Because dudes are rocking man purses now. Oh, see, I can't go that far. I don't okay. have one of those, but I do have the bag. Yeah, it's, it's a little dog carrier. It's just a black bag. It's nothing crazy, but yeah, 
it's uh, it's fun, honestly, to go in public carrying him around because people will look at you so crazy. And I actually get enjoyment <laughs> out of that now. Nice. So I don't know if you saw this. This is actually on last night on uh, Jimmy Fallon's show. He had Tom Cruise on. Tom Cruise was promoting uh, the movie Jack Reader. Now, like after a commercial break, Tom Cruise and Fallon played a card game called War, which is basically you have two decks of cards. You flip over a card. The opponent flips over a card, and whoever has the high card wins the round. So, uh, and in this game, they played with water. So, you know, when Jimmy Fallon would, you know, throw over a reveal an ace, and Tom Cruise had a king, then Jimmy Fallon got to pour an entire cup of water over Tom Cruise's head. And this goes on for like a good five minutes. Like Tom Cruise is awesome. Now, my favorite, wow. my favorite game is spin the bottle or the tip drill. Now, if uh, if you could play uh, uh, your favorite game with a celebrity, which game would it be, and who would you play? Man, what a question that is. Um, I would say I'd want to sit there and play. Have you ever seen what people have, like, um, it's usually with, with girls, but they have, like, a slap-off where they sit there. Oh, like, my gosh. Are you kidding? Wow. They stand face-to-face, and they just slap each other in the face. I would I would maybe try to do that or maybe the the six inch punch to your shoulder <laughs> or to your face with probably but I would pick a guy like I would pick those guys one of those those handsome guys like Ryan Gosling or one of those guys and I would do this <laughs> six inch punch game to the face. That dude, that is hilarious. That's a, it's funny that like. You've seen it with girls. I, I like where you were at the beginning of that. You're like, it's usually played with girls, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm ready for this. But then you said, <laughs> then you said the slap game or the punch game, the the, the six inch punch game. That's a, those are like, like I'm I'm pretty sure there's a kid right now in. Uh, Northern Michigan, who's playing that game in high school right now, like in walking down the halls, playing that some kind of punch game. Guaranteed, yeah. I mean, I grew up with with two older brothers, so that's all we did was was figure out creative ways like that to hit each other. Did they ever put you in the dryer? <laughs> no, they never got me in the dryer. I mean, they they tortured me a lot, but they never could get me in the dryer. See, I put my brother in the dryer once, and I turned it on. It was awesome. He was like four, and it was it was <laughs> awesome. I, I got my ass beat for it, but I had a great time doing it. Uh, so, okay, right. so you, you mentioned one of those pretty dudes like uh, Ryan Gosling. Now, um, I don't know if you've experienced this, but uh, a bunch of girlfriends of mine have been having – watch parties for the movie Magic Mike, which recently came out on DVD. <laughs> now, I, I know you're familiar with, for the, everybody's familiar with it, Channing Tatum, Matthew McConaughey, they're like male strippers, pretty dudes, are ripped. I mean, they're like they're like 140 pounds, so they should be ripped, but maybe that's just me hating on them because I'm kind of fat. But anyway, <laughs> um, who's the teammate that if they held auditions for Magic Mike somewhere in Wisconsin, they would go to the audition and try out for the movie? Man, good question. But I would say without a doubt, one of our DBs, Jarrett Bush, <laughs> is, a, is a stud dancer. He's always doing He's always dancing. If he's not dancing or moving, uh, something's wrong with him. And he's, uh, he's a great dancer. He's had some dance-offs with different guys in the past. But he would be there in a heartbeat. That's probably his dream is to be in that movie. Is uh, it, what is Jared's record inside that locker room as far as dance offs go? Is he like four and zero, five and zero? Yeah, he's a, he's probably four and zero. I'd say at this point, he hadn't had one in a while because no one will challenge him because they get dominated. <laughs> so now he's just going on rep. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, no. Like you said, he's 
he's just the intimidation factor. Everyone's just even all these young guys on the team they've just heard about it. What what he does to guys, so they uh, they stop. They don't even think about it. Have you seen that movie, Magic Mike? I have not. Uh, I'm not scared to watch it, but uh, probably, <laughs> if I if I did watch it, I would watch it with my wife in the room with me. But um, all I keep all people keep talking about is that Channing Tatum dude. They they think he's a crazy dancer because I have to hear my my buddy's girlfriends and wives talk about it, and they they try to brag about how good of a dancer Channing Tatum is. Now, if you did watch this movie with your wife, I'm sure, like in the comforts of your nice home, would Todd be on your lap? Todd would probably be there. <laughs> Either sitting in my lap or my wife's, because you know those little dogs—they like they need that warmth, so they're gonna sit there and hunker like under your leg or whatever. They need to be touching you. Now, okay, Todd is the smallest. He's the oldest, but is he is he the smallest of the dogs? Oh yeah, my other dog is uh, a ninety-pound German Shepherd. Oh my gosh, that's Carl. That's Carl. And then my other dog's like a she's like a sixty-pounder, but she's a, a Belgian Malinois. It's actually the same breed that they had when they, they went in and got Osama bin Laden with the. Navy SEAL, so she's uh, she's like a trained attack dog, so she is nuts. She's the one that runs the show. Wow, so does Carl even mess with her? No, she's she has 30 pounds on Carl, but she uh, she's a lot crazier than him, so she just snaps him right in the face and, and shuts him down if he ever wants to mess around. Oh, wow, so how do the other dogs react to the fact that Todd gets all the love? Well, that's the thing. Todd didn't, now that I have a, I have a two-year-old daughter, Todd's kind of been put on the back burner. He has a little, <laughs> he has a little, Todd has a little cage in the laundry room, and we just keep Todd in there most of the time. So <laughs> when, uh, he's, got, no, he's got plenty of space and food and water, but the thing about it is when you have a two-year-old running around, she loves Todd so much that she'll just, her whole day will be consumed with chasing him around, and Todd freaks out. <laughs> We're trying to protect Todd and keep him kind of locked away from her. You know what's funny is I, I when I saw that picture of you and Todd, I love I like that Todd's eyes aren't really like one eye is making a right turn, the other eye is making a left turn. <laughs> well, he's had he's had some medical history in the past that. Uh, oh, now I feel like a jerk. Now I feel like a. No, no it's, it's actually now that he's all healthy. It's actually a, it's it's a great thing. He's uh, he's a he's a true fighter. I'll tell you that. He could be small, but he's fought through some. Tragic injury. <laughs> well, then that sounds like a perfect dog to live at your house. I'm on the phone with AJ Hawk of the Green Bay Packers. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, recently uh, LeBron James uh, was seen riding his bicycle to uh, practice into the arena. He's like, there's there's a picture of him. He's got his sunglasses on, a black helmet, a backpack, uh, bike gloves. There are like lights on his bike. Like it's it's the full kit. Um, and he's on record to saying, like, he, yeah, he rides, he rides it to, to work in practice. Uh, at least in the summer or the early fall, is this something that you would consider doing? Um, I would consider, yeah, I have a, I have a bike here. Um, I've never thought about riding it to practice, but, yeah, I guess I'd consider. But, you know, LeBron, he's probably loving that Miami weather. You know, he's, he's, a, he's an Akron guy, so he's not used to that, that, uh, that 365 days a year heat, so... I can understand him doing that. I'm not exactly sure where the arena is in relation to South, South excuse me, South Beach, but a stroll down South Beach is probably not a bad idea. Probably not a, a bad way to spend like a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's not. He's not stupid. Now, if you were to consider riding your bike to practice or to uh, to a game, uh, would you want a riding group or would you just ride solo? <laughs> uh... <laughs> A riding group with some of my teammates, that'd be kind of fun if we all kind of met up and had a little coffee shop, maybe had some coffee, and then maybe we rode. 
we rode in the flying V from the Mighty Ducks. You know? <laughs> right. We rode. If we what if we rode the flying V all the way to practice, that'd be a good bonding experience as well. That really would. Could you imagine TJ Lang on a bike? <laughs> I've seen him, man. We uh during training camp we ride bikes to practice. So yeah, I've seen him. Those guys. I've seen every big guy we have on bikes. It's funny to watch. Those guys like le- legitimately probably sweat like dozens of pounds on the bike. <laughs> Certainly in like August, it'd just be like crazy. Yeah, and then they then they got to hand the bike back to this poor kid, and he has to ride it with his feet all wet. <laughs> it's terrible. Isn't that the worst? Okay, is it, it, it? Does this happen in your weight room where guys leave the equipment really wet? Because you're you're in a room like there's what sixty guys, eighty guys that use your training facility, and you guys are all big dudes just just putting in work, you know, throwing weights around. But are there guys that leave the equipment wet from their sweat? There are, but. Luckily, at least at this stage, we're we're old enough and and we have the resources that you can. There's towels everywhere in our weight room, <laughs> so you make guys. Guys are usually considerate enough to lay a towel down on the bench before they lay down there. And if they if they see that they've sweated on something, they'll wipe it down because there's nothing nastier than having to to sit down and lay down where someone's you know head is sweated all over the bench or something. It's terrible. Right, and 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 you, there are a few guys with long hair. Well, you used to be one of those dudes, so I'm sure it's like. You know, it's uh, extra extra moist under that yeah. under that bench or on the you know the rower or whatever. I'm acting like I know the gym and I don't because I <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a fat bastard. Uh, I'll leave you with this, AJ. Um, uh, you you know your wife. Okay, the the literary phenomenon this year in 2012 was E.L. James's Fifty Shades of Grey. Like this trilogy of books was like, I feel like every woman in, in North America has read this book. It was a smash hit. Um, sometime before, now now they're thinking of making it a movie. Sometime before the movie comes out, AJ, if I write a parody sketch starring you, would you agree yeah. to shoot it? If it's a parody sketch, yeah, of course. Now, okay, 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 I like that you said that. Now, if Kenny Maine or Funny or Die, they approach you with the same idea, will you say, hey, guys, you know what? Uh, I know a dude in Canada. His name is Cabby. Uh, I actually agreed to do his parody sketch for, even though yours might be funnier, I agreed to do Cabby's first. No, I, I'm with you. I, I, I'm, I'm a loyal guy. I believe in that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with you no matter what. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, I got two working titles, either uh, Fifty Shades of Green or Fifty Shades of AJ. All right. <laughs> there you go. Either way, you'll be good to go. I appreciate that, man. Um, thank you so much for uh, spending. Are you on, where, where are you on your way to right now? I know that you're driving. I'm on my way to get some acupuncture, actually, right now. Oh, that's just awesome. Got, I just got out of practice, and I... I met this this guy in town. He does it. He's he's from uh, China. He came over here um, like 20 years ago, and he's the man. So I go I go here every Wednesday and, and have him hook me up. Oh, nice, dude. Well, uh, enjoy getting the little pins, and I hope it relieves the the pressure and the stress on your body. I know you you play a an unbelievably difficult position, linebacker in the uh, in the NFL. Uh, enjoy that, and uh, for those who are listening, you can follow AJ Hawk at official AJ Hawk, all one word on Twitter, and he's not on Instagram, so if you see other uh, Instagram accounts with his name on it, they're not his. Twitter, that's legit. Once again, it's at official AJ Hawk. Thank you, sir. All right. Award-winning journalism that we do here on Cabbie Presents. I found out that Dante would rather be Floyd Mayweather 
He wanted a chainsaw uh, in the 49ers ad. And that Anthony Davis sweats a lot and doesn't give a crap in the gym. If you go to the 49ers training facility in Santa Clara, you're going to see sweat marks on the bench, on the bike, on whatever, courtesy AD. And Justin Smith is often the first guy in the lunchroom. You're welcome. And with AJ, I need to write that sketch. I need to write the Fifty Shades of AJ sketch because those guys at Funny or Die, they always get the scoops. So I need to get on that quickly. I need to get on that before they come out with the movie because I think they're writing the movie right now and it'll be a good tie-in. Once again, uh, it's official AJ Hawk to follow AJ on Twitter. Official AJ Hawk, all one word. And it's Twitner for Dante Whitner of the 49ers on Twitter. It's basically T. Whitner, no spaces, one word. T. Whitner uh, to follow him on Twitter. And if these teams meet in the playoffs, the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers, a rematch from week one in the regular season, it'll be a hard-hitting affair. And I do not envy Aaron Rodgers or Colin Kaepernick or Alex Smith, whoever is starting uh, for the Niners at that point. It'll be great. Well worth watching. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Cabby, and I'm gone. Thank you for listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast.